Well, hello again, and welcome back to the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. Thank you for joining us yet again for another inspiring and exciting episode um, of uh, hopefully something VoiceOver related. Um, <laughs> you know, before you do a voiceover in the studio, you should mute your cell phones and your watches. And that would all be that the stuff. professional so thing to do. Let me do that right now. Today, I am <laughs> lucky enough to sit down with a studio partner of mine, someone I actually physically see on a daily basis, which is so rare in this business because we're always like in our little padded booth seeing no one. But uh, Dave G, David Goldberg. How is everybody out there? <laughs> Podcast so, land. We have a beautiful studio here on Long Island. If you've never seen any of the pictures, it's uh, not to not to brag, not to sit there and pat myself on the back, but um, it's a gorgeous place, and um, it's a full video production suite. And I, can you just explain a little bit more? I mean, I'm only on the audio end, but we bill ourselves as a corporate communication production firm, so we do everything from uh, commercial video work to videos for not-for-profits, and we do a lot of voice for video and mm -hmm. audio for video. We, um, in the old days, we did a lot of radio commercial production, but that's... The old days. That's dried up. Yeah, yeah. So Dead Sea. I've been here for like 10 years. I came here like mid-2000s, um, and it's great because it became like a nice symbiotic relationship, you know, a voice, a voice actor coming together with a production company obviously is a great uh, a great thing. So we're all in one big happy family. And, yeah, uh, we you know Digital Waterworks uh, is sort of the uh, the boutique umbrella and then we have all these great entities that are part of the part of us like Linda mm -hmm. and her voiceover guru mm -hmm. Empire. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we so we do a lot of uh, we do a lot of interesting stuff, and then it. we've got the workshops that you're doing all the time. Yeah, mm -hmm. and if you're ever on Long Island and you need to rent a studio, hey, we are the studio to come to. Yeah, but that's enough plugging. Um, in regards to that, I wanted to bring Dave on because he is really, really great when it comes to studio equipment and the knowledge that it takes to build. Possibly your first home studio if you're just starting out. I know it might seem like really overwhelming, but it isn't. I mean, it isn't like um, like too intimidating. There's there's some simple ways to create your first home video, the uh, home studio. studio. Yeah, it's not going to cost a lot. And now more than ever, cost is really not a barrier to entry like it used to be. It's funny when I got into this. So we started uh, the company in 1993, and even though I had a formal education, I'm just sort of digressing a little bit. Yeah, here. yeah. Um, even though I had a formal education in video production, I was not doing any video production in-house or, you know, under mm. the roof. It was just too expensive. You literally needed two to $250,000 to be able to produce quality broadcast level video. What span of years would you say that was? Um, we're was talking that? about, you know, the early 90s. Yeah, okay. Um, it, just, it, it just, professional video existed, but right. you needed a lot of money and a lot of equipment, and you needed very, very dedicated labor force and skill set. This what it wasn't like a one arm paper hanger where you went out, shot a video and then edited it yourself. Now yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. right. So the same thing, you know, and I'm gonna skip. Obviously we everybody's editing video on their computers and even their phones now. Right. Uh, times have changed. Equipment has changed and the barrier to entry is incredibly lower and it's leveled the playing field. So you've got a lot more people now who are pre being able to produce broadcast film quality pieces on their phones. It's incredible. Right? Absolutely incredible. And the same thing has happened with audio. Yeah. Um, I mean, it happened to audio before video, but mm -hmm. it is, it's happened to audio as well. Now, you have like a music background, right? 
Well, yeah. I mean, I, yes, my background and my love is always in music and that's really what I wanted to do. And that's how I got into the studio business. In fact, right now our incorporated name is Digital Waterworks Limited. And then the sort of sub is corporate communication production. But when we really, when we originally incorporated back in 1993, it was Digital Waterworks Audio and Music Production. Mm -hmm. um, within the first 12 months, I sort of dropped the whole music thing because I, I really, really like food. <laughs> and I was finding it really hard to buy food <laughs> with the money you made from music production. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's one way to find out. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm, I was dating my then girlfriend, now wife, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get married soon, and we're probably going nice to want to eat, eat food <laughs> and maybe live somewhere, you know, not in a, a box. over your head. Yeah. Uh, so I quickly learned that corporate communication, as opposed to music production, was going to be a little more lucrative the way to go um that doesn't mean i still don't wish and love and appreciate music production i just the, for me that wasn't the path that i chose and i would never dissuade somebody from going to if they if you love music and right you, do it follow your passion yeah do it but if you like food <laughs> <laughs> but now i know it doesn't happen very frequently that you guys write jingles and do all that yeah anymore. so right so we still we still get to i personally still get to be involved with it it's just Unfortunately, because radio and jing, you know, jingles and radio production has almost virtually dried up. Yeah. Uh, certainly at the level that we're at, um, we don't have that the opportunity uh, as often. But yeah, we do. We do some jingles. We recently did a really nice one for uh, a chain of uh, food stores here on Long Island, and they wanted to do a, a sound alike, which. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a sound alike is a song that sounds like another song. Therefore, without having to pay for the right, right. To the you song. change you change <laughs> enough of it so that you're not infringing on any copyright violations. Um, and yeah, so we got to do that, and you know, on occasion we we get to do projects like that. But uh, the bulk of what we do is all video. Is it? Mm -hmm. So so getting back to your question mm -hmm. um, or the comment you made about uh, you know your first home studio. Yeah, I mean, years ago, you needed a few thousand dollars to, uh, or several thousand dollars to be able to record professional broadcast audio. I remember being so intimidated when I first started out, yeah. because at the time, it was like the 90s, and right. it was, oh, yeah, you're going to spend like $10,000 on your and first. And you've got to buy this no to plug money. into that, to plug into this, to plug into that, and then right. you just had to hope it all worked. And I can't tell you how many times, even I myself, I, I got into that. I bought a new piece of equipment. I put it in line. I turned it on. It didn't work. Okay, now who do you call? Right. Do you call, you're using Windows, so do you call Microsoft? Or if you're using a Mac, do you call Apple? Well, they're just going to tell you, oh, it must be the software you're using. You call the software publisher, the publisher, you know, and at the end of the day, you spent three hours in tech support and it's still not working and everybody's pointing a finger somewhere else. Now, you know, you buy a piece of equipment, you plug it in, 99% of the time it works how it's supposed to work from the get-go. Yeah. You don't have to download the drivers and, and do all this sort of stuff. And get all the education on all that, too. Well, you, you know, know, to even be able to understand. Thankfully, it's become so user-friendly now. It's user-friendly, but you know probably better than me, 
it's always what what's, what do I like to say? It's the driver. It's not the car. You know, mm. any anybody anybody can go to a car dealer, buy a car, right, and drive it home. But not everybody's going to be Danica Patrick right. on the racetrack. Okay, that takes time, skill, oh, practice. Okay, gotcha. mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm saying you can sure. go out and buy a two hundred dollar microphone or a two thousand dollar microphone or a two twenty thousand dollar amazing setup. It's not going to make you an a great voiceover artist because you what you don't have and what you're lacking is the experience and perhaps the talent and the practice and the chops and all of that comes with it's the same thing too with microphones though you can go out and buy this neumann whatever doesn't matter and if your voice sounds like crap doesn't matter (laughs) it's not gonna matter yeah what's what's the old if if, uh if you gave paul mccartney uh uh, you know, like a broken bass or broken guitar, he's probably going to sound. Or you know, you get the you right, know, right. give give. You know, if Clapton walked into uh, a, a Sam Ash or a Guitar Center and picked up an eighty dollar beginner guitar, I'm pretty sure it would sound <laughs> still effing sound great. great. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But yes, yeah. it's true. So as far as mics go, yeah, I mean, because there's this kind of preconceived notion that you got to spend like. You got to get All the big, money. the yeah. big microphone. Now there's like two ma- basic types of mics. Yeah. So it's, you've got, so you have dynamic microphones and you have condenser microphones. What are the dynamic used for? Well, dynamics are generally more durable. Um, they're, they're, uh, Oh, it's like can, stage mics? Like a Shure? Like the, a, well, the typical mic that everybody's used to seeing is the Shure SM57 or the 58 with the ball. On a stage, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, yes, those are dynamic mics, but believe it or not, there are handheld, because you hold them in a hand, there are handheld microphones that, that are made by Shure and other companies that are condensers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you can't necessarily say that because it's a handheld, it's a, oh, it's a dynamic mic. That's I see. not, yeah. This, so it, a condenser mic can also be a handheld mic as well, is what you're saying. Absolutely. Okay, and, gotcha. and for example, the mics we're on right now, these look like condensers because yeah, they're big. This? Oh, this is a Shure SM7, mm-hmm. which happens to be a dynamic microphone. Huh. Um, and so, it's it's a it's a very popular broadcast microphone. You'll see these mics in a lot of radio stations. Uh, it was made famous um, in the music recording world. Uh, Michael Jackson used it on Thriller. Oh, so, really? This yeah, mic? Yeah, wow. and <laughs> it's cool. and it's it's been around for a long time. Um, it's. It's a it's a brick. I mean, the thing you look it up and you, know, you Google it while you're listening to this. It's the Shure S H U R E S M seven. S is in Sam. M is in microphone. The number seven. You'll see what it looks like. Uh, it's a cool looking mic. It looks really professional. It is not ultra expensive. They sell for like three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Which in, in you know in the Reasonable. scheme of microphones, it's actually on the lower end of right. professional right. microphones. Um, so why pick dynamic? So dynamics typically can take a little, you know, like I said, can take more abuse. They can also, so in radio stations, they're, they're, they love them because you mm. never know who's coming to the radio station and they can, you know, like manhandle this. Yeah. Gotcha. And it, it can, it can take that kind of abuse. Um, the condensers are much less uh, I don't want to say durable, but they can't take as much abuse. There's much more going on inside the microphone. Um, they also require something called phantom power, mm. um, which basically electrifies the microphone. Don't worry, you're not going to get shocked. Uh, it's low voltage. but And what it does is it charges the... The, in, the insides, it charges the capsule or the diaphragm of the microphone. It makes the microphone much more sensitive. 
What that means is condensers, generally speaking, will capture a much more smooth, um, the, the highs and the lows are much, are much smoother. Mm. Um, so just out of the box without putting much processing on the sound or on the microphone, you know, for voiceover work, you want, you know, the best sort of full range of, of sound. Uh, so, and, and you don't want to have to scream into a microphone uh, so that you use these condensers because they are more sensitive. Gotcha. Um, so the, and, and again, things have changed, but generally speaking, when you see music videos and there's an artist in a, uh, in a studio and they've got that, that big silver microphone hanging upside down, oh, right. you know, the old, I mean, they, those were used to be Neumann's today. They could be one of 20 different brands, wow. but those are condenser microphones. They have a larger, uh, diaphragm or the actual, the, the pickup, the, the piece, mm -hmm. uh, the, the part of the microphone that actually transduces, takes your voice and turns it into electrical energy. Those are larger discs, if you will. Okay. Dynamics are traditionally smaller. So there's a lot of... And so for voiceover purposes, though, it's best to make it better to make an investment in a condenser mic. You're probably going to get a condenser mic. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going that route. So if you're having, you're building your very first studio, I know there's some really nice, like, mics that are in, like, the you know, $200 range or less, sure, right? Sure, That you can buy to start. Right. So now, so you mentioned dynamic and condenser. So those are the types of microphones or the types of pickups. But there are also, so now you've got to get that, the, the sound from the microphone into your computer. Right. Um, forever, microphones <laughs> had that three pin connector on the end of the microphone which is called an XLR connector. XLR, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And those three pins or those three connectors carried the the electrical current or the sound to a mixer or a preamp or whatever it was that you were plugging into. So that's sort of the the standard ipso facto mm -hmm. way to connect a microphone these days. But you cannot connect that three pin connector directly to a computer. To a computer Computers don't right. have that type of connection. So if you're going to buy a microphone, let's say a dynamic like the SM7, or you're going to buy um, a, a, another microphone, I'll mention some models in a moment, you will need something bef that goes between the microphone and the computer, and that's called an interface. Mm -hmm. um, and what that does is convert the analog signal the from the XLR connector, the three-pin mm -hmm. connector, it will convert um, that signal from analog to digital. And then on the other side, there'll be a cable that goes from the interface to your to computer. computer. And that these days, it's usually USB. Is it also that interface is also called a DAW? No, DAW stands for Digital Audio, digital audio Workstation. Oh, okay. So that would be, today, you would call the, the, the DAW would be the editing software or the recording and editing software you're using. That would might be Pro Tools or Audition. So that would be the DAW. The interface is called um, an I.O. Mm -hmm. um, in, in, in out, you know, um, or it could be called um, a digital, a DAC, a digital to analog converter or analog to digital converter. Mm -hmm. But typically they're just the generic term. It's just a, a digital audio interface or just so if you had a couple bucks and you wanted to do that you could but you don't have to for your first so home so here so here are the options now you choose a microphone and if you're going to buy a microphone that has 
and if it's an analog microphone, it has the XLR connector, you are going to need an interface. You need the microphone, the interface, and then you need the, so- you need the software. That seems like one extra step, though, that I don't think I'd want to deal with initially, but there I are, have to. Well, you know, it's... What about it's, USB mics? There are, right, and that's the other style, and those are typically called digital microphones. Um, if you're really, really, really beginning, and you're yeah. a technical neophyte, and you don't want to have to worry any about any additional steps, you can jump right to a USB microphone. Um, and there are some really, really good microphones out there. The, uh, there's a company called Blue. That's the manufacturer. Um, the microphone that I like from them is called the Spark. It's the Blue Spark. Mm. And mm-hmm. you can get, um, you know, online... Uh, a USB, a, a Blue Spark USB with a kit that comes with like a pop screen and uh, a small stand. Well, for like Amazon, right? For- two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars, and you don't need an interface. For yeah, that, that which, goes directly into your computer. Right now, just comparatively, you can get the Blue Spark XLR, which I happen to own and I use not now, as we mentioned, but I do use that a lot. And the Blue Spark XLR is like two hundred dollars, but then you do need the interface. <laughs> right, right. But so there's the extra. Here's the thing, though: the inter- you can get a decent interface for a hundred bucks. So it's really about the same amount of money. Now, why would you do that? You would do that because once you have the interface, Mm -hmm. you could then plug different mics into the interface. So if you were doing a project, let's say, let's just say you weren't going to buy one microphone or or you, in your mind, I'm going to buy one mic now, but you know, I want to have the ability to do some other projects that might require a different kind of microphone down the road, then you're better off buying the interface. So you're giving yourself options. You have the options. And the same thing for like if you want to hook up a processor or a compressor or anything right. like that. Or maybe, you know, maybe you're a musician, you play guitar and you want to be able to record the guitar. You could with, gotcha. with the interface, you can plug an electric guitar right into the interface. Right. So you just have more options. If you buy a USB mic, you're buying the USB mic with the interface just, built in. Right. With no changes it can be you, made. That's it. You're right. just buying the mic. So, I mean, some other USB mics that I like, um, I'll just list a couple. I mean, the Blue Spark USB I mentioned is great. Um, Rode, R-O-D-E, is an Australian company. Um, I had one of those. <laughs> yeah, you had the NT... NTK. The NTK. It was a, a monster. Right. So there's <laughs> the baby version of the NTK. It's called the NTK. T and they make a USB and that's also a couple hundred bucks. Um, Audio Technica is a company I really like, a Japanese company. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite mic from them is an XLR mic, and that's the forty thirty three. Oh, I love that mic. Been around forever. <laughs> I have that at home. It's been around for twenty five plus years. Um, they've made nominal changes to the design over the years. That mic in the non why well, that mic they only make non USB. It's a condenser. Um, it's about $400, um, but they do make sort of the baby brother to that, which is the 2020, the Audio-Technica 2020 USB, and that's like 150 bucks. Yeah. Um, compared to the 2020 XLR, which is $100. So just to show you, you can the buy di- the same mic, the analog version of that mic for $100, and then get an interface. Right. Or just buy the USB mic. For hundred fifty dollars, spend the extra. But you're limited. The, but you're limited right. then because you have that mic and that. Right. I remember the Audio Technica forty thirty three was my first, my first microphone. 
um, that um, I think probably Brian Lee had told me about it. He was the one to suggest to buy it. And for years, I got so many compliments on this microphone. I still use it at home. I mean, we're talking about having this mic 15, 15 years yeah, there, at least. There's a pro audio dealer down in Miami uh, by the name of Mike Harris. And I used to do a lot of work with him back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. And when I was putting my first real big studio together in the early 90s, um, he spec'd out a lot of gear for me and he said, and, and, I'm, and I'm, gonna, I'm giving you the, not giving, I was buying it, but he says, <laughs> uh, I'm recommending you get the 4033 as your, as your main mic. And I'm like, really? Don't I need to get like a Neumann? And yeah. There were some lesser expensive Neumanns at the time. They were still expensive, but um, he says, no, why, why are you going to spend three times the cost? He says, the, the 4033 is a great mic. Yeah. So um, yeah, if I had to recommend right now, if somebody walked up to me and said, I have you know, four to $500 to spend on a mic, um, an analog mic, which would it be? I would absolutely recommend the 4033. Yeah. Um, it's a fan- fantastic all-around versatile mic. It's vo- voiceovers, vocals, general mm-hmm. recording, guitar, acoustic guitar, piano. I mean, you can do just do so much with it. I found that it really adds, added some nice warmth to my narration yeah. work. Yeah. You know, just, I don't know, something about it. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a large condenser, uh, um, large diaphragm condenser mic. Uh, it has a beautiful sound, um, and it's $400. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's not, not a lot a ton of money. money. No. no, no. Um, another USB mic that I really like, and you own one also, uh, and I travel with this mic, is made by a company called Apogee, and they are a, a real player in the uh, the digital market. They're a very very high end company. They came out with this mic about ten years ago called the the. I think it's called the mic. I mic right. I don't even think it's the i mic. I think it's the apogee mic. Just the mic because the, the the i is a small i. It's right. like capital M, lowercase I, I, and then uppercase C. Um, and that mic uh, is USB. Um, I think it's about two hundred dollars. That's the one that has a little tiny stand. It's very small. Well, like I, a little tripod. Yes, stand. it comes with a little tripod yeah. stand. I've adapted it. You know, I put it on a bigger stand. But when I go, um, when I'm on the road on vacation, I take that mic with me. Um, it doesn't match my studio sound, but mm. nor do nor do the acoustics that right, I'm in right, when right, I'm on right. vacation. I got and, some questions about that when yeah. it comes to vacation because when people leave town. Um, you know, there's some interesting scenario. When I traveled to England and yeah. I was going from my aunt's uh, 70th, I still had to work, you know, thank God. I still had clients wanting me, but I basically kind of made this makeshift little booth in my hotel room. I am the king of makeshift. Right. <laughs> Now, I wound up taking, like, a comforter and draping it over and making, like, a tent, yeah. you know, next to the bed. Yep. Um, because I didn't have – it was a bed and breakfast, and it was difficult to find, you know, a, a quiet space. But are there any, like, unusual – like, what's your standard when you get to a hotel? Is there something you look for to – Yeah, the first thing I do is I look <laughs> I look at the pillows, um, <laughs> and I will immediately request extra pillows if they're not in the room because I know I'm going to need them. Mm. Um, and comforters, too. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what the this front guy desk must be thinks. Cold. <laughs> you know, this guy's got thin blood. Um, so I'll, I sometimes will ask them for the thickest, you know, comforter or or thickest blankets that they have, and just, you know, I just tell them I'm cold. You, <laughs> I've never actually had a problem getting it. They just, you know, the guy delivering it up to the room is like, "What the hell do you need this for?" <laughs> um, and then I make uh, a little cave. 
out of the pillows. I kind of prop them up. Like on the floor? Do you sit on the floor? No, I do it on, I usually put them on the bed because then I can use the bed as well as as sound absorption. So, yeah. Um, But I've also sometimes put them on the desk. It depends, Mm -hmm. you know, it depends upon the hotel and what the accommodations are. Um, Nine times out of 10, I I sort of build, I just prop these things up. If there's a sofa in the room, I'll take the cushions from the sofa and make that the first layer of the igloo Mm -hmm. because they're a little more rigid, obviously, than bed pillows. Oh, that'd be a good like sound barrier too. Yeah, they're really good. The um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I try to make like with the if there is a sofa, I'll take the one of the bigger sofa seat cushions, mm-hmm. and that'll become the roof of this structure that I make. <laughs> it's like making a fort. Basically, that's what you're doing. You're, <laughs> you're making, like a kid you're making, making a, a fort. fort, and then you want to um, you want to try to avoid hard. You don't want to be near hard reflective surfaces, so you don't want to set this up near a mirror. You definitely don't want to set it up near windows because mm. not only are they reflective, but there's sound on the other side of those windows. Um, so there's. Do you, do you end up asking for a room that's like away from the elevator shaft, away from the ice machine, away from? I I don't because. A, I don't plan to do, you know, it's not like, it's one thing if I'm going on vacation and I've booked business, but that's usually not the case because I typically tell my clients, listen, I'm going to be away try to. in two weeks, so get me, get me what yeah, you need. Yeah. But there are clients, Always, yeah. Yeah, there mm-hmm. are clients just, it's, it's how it happens. You know, you, you arrive, you step off the plane and there's a text from one of your good clients who says, can you do this for me tonight? It's, it, there's always know. some emergency. Yeah. And you don't want to say no if you... <laughs> I went to Norway a couple years back, and I think I gave my agents and everybody at least two months' notice. And I kept reminding them, I'm going to be gone from this date to this date. And I really wanted to try to, like, completely check out. I didn't want to use my phone. I mean, I was going to Norway to look for Northern Lights. You don't want to (laughs) be thinking about technology. So I purposefully did not bring my studio. It was one of the first times I, I did not bring a microphone. I was nervous about it. Um, lo and behold, one of my agents contacted me during the trip yelling at me. And I was like, I, what, I sent you like 60 emails regarding this. Right. And there was still one person that said, oh, I need you to do something. You're going to lose this job. I wound up obviously losing the job. But mm. there's choices you have to make. I'll tell you an interesting story. We um, we take a family trip, as you know, to uh, Montauk every summer. And about 10 years ago, before I was able to have portable enough equipment, mm-hmm. I this I didn't take equipment with me. I just, that was it. That was the week I didn't do work. So... We're out there. And for those of you who don't know uh, Montauk, uh, Google this. Google, it's M-O-N-T-A-U-K, New York. It's They call it the end. They call it the end. Uh, it's the <laughs> eastern tip of Long Island. It's about 100 miles um, east of New York City. And it is the end of the, it just sticks out <laughs> into the ocean. Yeah, so, so we're out there and a really good client calls me who knew I was going to be away and said, listen, this thing just came in. And if you can't do it, we're going to have somebody else do it. Now, of course, as a voiceover talent, my fear is that, you know, yeah, I've got a great relationship with this client, but if they do get somebody else to do it, they might like that person better. Yeah. What if they fall in love with him? Yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. So, so, I was going to drive a hundred miles back to the studio <laughs> oh my God. to record a five minute VO and then go back out to vacation. I mean, that, that's how crazy it was. I mean, I look at, I, I think about it now and I'm like, oh my God. So I was ready to do this. And then it occurred to me, I don't need my studio to do this. Mm. I didn't have a portable studio, but I didn't need my studio. So I 
looked on, I don't know, I guess Google. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I found uh, there was a radio station uh, two towns over. Oh my gosh. Called the radio station. I said, hey, listen, I do voiceovers. Is there any chance that I could just duck into one of your production rooms for 15 minutes and record something and just, you know, get it as an MP3 file or a WAV file? Uh, it was like the receptionist and she was like, sure. Yeah. I'm sure you, yeah, that's no problem. Come on down. You that's know, a great idea. Ask for me. My name's I Rachel. When you get here. Mm -hmm. I did it. I offered, and then there was like the, one of the production people were there. It was a small little community station. I offered them like $20 just to, you know, yeah. it would have been less than my gas to go back. <laughs> it wouldn't take it. Aww. I said, come on, just you go have a beer afterward. No, no, that's no, cool, man. We're all the same family. But I was oh, like, that's nice. That's great. So, you know, that's a great solution. Let you know, you don't, it, it's, yeah, exactly. So you could have done that in Norway. I'm sure you would have found a radio station somewhere. You know. <laughs> I might have been, it might have been an igloo, but you know. I, uh, I was purposefully trying to check yeah. out. I yeah. didn't want to deal with that. So just just uh, if you if you're taking notes, I just wanted there are a couple of other microphones mm -hmm. that are worthwhile noting. Um, so I, you know I mentioned the Rode NT USB, which is about two hundred dollars. There's the NT one, um, which is also another great mic. But the NT one I don't think comes as USB. That's an analog mic, and it's around three hundred dollars. But they do sell it as a kit, and I've recommended mm -hmm. that to a lot of friends getting into the business. I really like that. What mic. is in the kit? Um, you know, a stand, a cable. Okay, so um, the basic stuff you would need to set up. Everything but the interface. And then for interfaces, um, you know, for the converters, uh, the one that I really like is made by a company called Focusrite. It's a British company. Right. The product's made uh, in Asia, but uh, it's, you know, British technology, British engineering. Um, and it, the, the model is the Scarlet uh, 2... I think it's the 212 or the 2i12. I don't remember. But they do sell that interface mm -hmm. with Pro Tools bundled for mm -hmm. like for like $100. Pro Tools is an editing Right. That's uh, a DAW. That's software. a digital audio editing, recording and editing software. Mm -hmm. And you do need something to record and edit. You know, even if you have a computer, whether it be a Mac or a PC, you're still going to need the software. What are the, I've only used Pro Tools, but what are the other softwares that you can... You guys use another one here in the office Well, we I use... Don't... Yeah, we're... Yeah. Some of the studios here are Pro Tools studios, and that's sort of the industry standard, but another popular program, and I really like it. If I was starting out from scratch, I would probably go with adobe audition yeah um wow. and Ad Ad everybody knows adobe but one of their one of the products in their suite of tools they make video editing is premiere and they make uh, photoshop and illustrator mm -hmm. their audio production tool is called uh, audition and it's fantastic it's uh, multi-track so you can record multiple tracks not mm -hmm. just single voiceover and it's got some incredible tools like right without even adding any options into Audition, you get all kinds of like uh, processing to clean up your sound. Mm -hmm. um, there's things to get rid of. What's that? Plosives. Can't make it happen. What, is it, what does that cost? Is it audition, a monthly like? Well, uh, you can buy Audition by itself. I don't really, I don't, rec I don't remember the cost or you can just get, um, you can, you can do a monthly subscription for, uh, for Audition. My it's probably like 20 bucks a month if I had to guess. That's how like Pro Tools has moved They've to moved, that. Yeah, mm -hmm. mo most companies are, you know, not even just in, in production, just in general, you know, right. with Microsoft Office 365. They're all going to the... Monthly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it does cost you more in the long run than purchasing But then it. you get the updates. You're always up to date. Right, yeah. as opposed to right now. Yeah. I, I haven't been able to update my Mac because I'm worried that my Pro Tools 11 is not going to be compatible. It, and it probably won't. 
Right. Yeah. No, it's nice Be, because before subscription-based services, I was always using versions that were two, three, four versions out from the current. Yeah. But I never bought it because each time you had to buy it, it was several hundred dollars. Yeah. So expensive. now, you know, it and it spreads it out. You're paying $19.99 or $29 a month. You know, it's a dollar a day, you know, it's, and this is your, this is your livelihood. That's, that's the way I think about it. You yeah. Know, I say, you know what, it's, it's okay. It's 30 bucks a month, but that comes out to a dollar a day. What do I spend on coffee a day? Mm-hmm. You know? I recommend for, especially new students that I get that are completely green and have no idea about a studio. I tell them just for now to, to uh, download Audacity because it's free just so they yeah. can practice with something. Yeah, if, you, if you're, if you're not sure that this is something you're going to do right then yeah get audacity um it's mac or pc compatible it works with all these different microphones and, and the interfaces. basic premises are there yeah it's recording the yep. you learn kind of how to it's edit the car. it's a car you're buying a car without the fancy whistle, whistles Correct. and bells right you're you not know. buying the mercedes but you're buying a car that's going to get you where you need to go and you can actually do auditions you could even record broadcast quality it's you know it, it, the recorder has nothing to do with the sound mm. the sound quality has to do with your microphone and the interface or the, and your the, room well yeah. yeah and you yeah 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 <laughs> now, and i also tell people too because my very first studio that i built um was in new york city mm-hmm. <laughs> in a very very loud building that had a stairwell next to the closet which was ridiculous i was insane to actually think that was going to work but I had my little studio there, and all I did was keep all the clothes in the clothes closet. Well, my home studio, uh, as you know, is, is, clo- <laughs> is my small walk-in closet. Yeah. And I don't do a lot of work there, but I I do enough work that, you know, and there I keep that uh, mm-hmm. Apogee mic. Yeah. Um, and I plug it right into my Mac uh, laptop. When I travel down to see my mom in yeah. Naples. Which, by the way, my, but the, co- you know, laptop aside. Right. My studio equipment cost is $200 in that closet. Wow. That's it. That's yeah, it. that's great. And it's a great sound because it's dead. But you were saying about your mom's? Yeah, I go down to my mom's in Naples, and she has one of those big walk-in closets. And my mother, thankfully she doesn't listen to this podcast, has a bunch of shit in her closet. It's constantly packed with stuff. So I kind of bury myself on a dresser. I have my laptop. I do bring my Sennheiser with me. And I keep down there a little mic stand. Now, that you bring that mic with you for what reason? For continuity? For continuity and right. just, you know, I have it and I, I bring the Apogee, uh, the duet. Right. You know, which is my little travel. So that's the interface. Right. That's right. the interface. So I mentioned, just for you mm-hmm. listening, I mentioned, I recommended the Focusrite Scarlet, the 2i12 or the 212. That takes the analog signal and converts it to digital to go into the computer um, Linda's using Apogee, which is that other company that also makes the microphone. The She's duet. using the mm-hmm. Apogee Duet. Um, s- does the same exact thing. Yeah, my headphones plug into the Duet. Right. The the Duet connects to the computer with what you, is that? What kind of cable is that? It's a. Um, it's not a fire. A it's fire. USB. A US. Yeah, the one end no. is like. Firewire? Or, I don't know. Anyway. No, it can't be Firewire anymore. No? Okay. No. I don't know. This shows you what I know. I just know it <laughs> connects and it works. And then I have Pro Tools on my laptop. So basically, I load everything up and I bring an iPad where I use my mom's and I read my scripts off the iPad, which I hang from a coat hanger. And the sound is great. Anything I send, you guys are like, oh, this sounds great. Yeah. I the would, only restriction I, I have, know. though, is if I have to do car can't spots match. or car spots, uh, like producers will say... You're pro- you don't have a process or anything going on because they want something to limit, I right. guess, because of the, you but, know, so I really have to work with 
Yeah, I mean, there are, you, my... you could do that in Pro Tools too, but you know that gets. I don't know how to do yeah, that. well, you, you know, you're a voiceover <laughs> person, not an not an engineer, not an engineer, and that's, <laughs> that's, and that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to be both. Yeah. Um, but the sound is really good, and it's just in my mom's yeah. closet. That's why I say you don't need to go buy these expensive panels initially. No, you know, no, don't try to spend a lot of money to treat a room. Um, you know, clearly if you don't have a walk-in closet, you don't want to say, okay, well, my next smallest room is a bathroom and do it in there because it's all tile and hard mm-hmm. surfaces. But, you know, there are plenty of places if you think about it, most homes or apartments. You want like an interior room? Like something yeah. that doesn't have any outside Preferably. Walls. Preferably. Gotcha. You'd be surprised how much uh, how much exterior noise there is, even if you don't live in a big city. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was on vacation uh, in Montauk last week, um, I had my setup with me and needed to deliver something. And I set it up in what I thought was a quiet area in the hotel. Um, and then I realized I was picking up the sound of air conditioners, not mine, because I shut my air conditioner off in the room. Oh. But what? I was picking up air conditioners and then there were like some, some cricket type things. <laughs> I was, you know, really low. But yeah. when you listen in your headphones, oh, this is a really good tip. If you're recording in your home studio or anywhere, yeah. anywhere that's not a professional environment that's been professionally designed, set up your mic, get ready to record and record 30 seconds of silence and don't be near the microphone. Literally walk four feet away from the micro microphone and record for 30 seconds. No noise, don't move, don't creak the floor, nothing. Just complete, utter silence. Go back to the computer, hit stop, and play back that file in your headphones at a very loud level. Make sure there are no sounds that happen during it because it'll blow your ears out. But listen for what you're here. Listen to the silence, you know, Mm -hmm. listen for how silent it is because that's what, that was how I picked up the crickets because I didn't really hear it without my headphones just standing in the room. I didn't really notice it. But your mic was picking it up. Mike was picking it up. And then when I played it back at that really loud volume, I'm like, all of a sudden I'm hearing, you know, all the stuff in the background. Now, you know, it may not be very apparent to your client, when you are on the mic and talking, but during those breaks, when you're not talking, if you don't, they could, they could crank it up on there and they go, where the heck was this recorder? What am I hearing back there? Oh, gotcha. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that an air conditioner or those crickets? What, mm-hmm. what is that? You don't want to, and you do not want to get that email the next morning saying, hey, Dave, great voiceover, but uh, I don't know. There's some stuff in the background there. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's just not a conversation you want to have. So, and if it can be avoided, you know, easily, then avoid it. Yeah. Well, that's a good tip. Is that Um, that called room noise? uh, Room noise, room tone, but sometimes, sometimes it's outside of the room. So it's, yeah, it's really more, honestly, I would call it noise floor because yeah, we, we, you can measure noise floor and really noise floor is this, is the, at what level is the microphone picking up extraneous sound, whether that sound be uh, uh, fixable, mm-hmm. you know, something you can address or not. Sometimes you can't address it. It's just, you know. But if if it's an air conditioner in another room and it's your house, well, then you just go to the other room and shut right. the air conditioner. but if you're someplace else. I mean, else. I've done voiceovers in, the, in hotel rooms where I've had to shut the air off, and I, I did one recently in Houston. And it was 90-something degrees outside, oh. and I had to turn the air conditioner off for like half an hour. And the ro- the temperature inside my room, I don't know, it was, must have been in the 80s, and I was sweating like a pig. <laughs> 
but you know this is what we do i mean who's complaining I've, i hear some people tell me that that they can record in their car and it sounds great I've heard that too. I, I, but what, what about sound outside? You would hear well, other cars I guess, going I guess by. If you, or... I guess if you park somewhere, um, you know, you, you take your car somewhere. Where the, I mean, look, the, <laughs> I, I don't know how to answer that. There's a lot. It depends upon the yeah. car. It depends upon the interior and the design and the plushness of the car. Hmm. It depends, like, where the car is parked and right. if there's traffic. Like on Long Island, you can't find any place that's, like, quiet for you to just sit there in your car without hearing anything. Yeah, I, that would not be my first choice. <laughs> I was just curious if maybe yeah. I was missing out on something, and I don't think so. I, I I've heard of that as well, but I don't I don't think it would be my first choice. Well, you I, know what I think I'll do is I'll make a list of all the mics that you recommend. Sure, I post it on the website or something. I even give you a couple of pictures of my makeshift hotel studios. Oh, that'll be some cool. of them are pretty funny. That way, everybody can see it in case uh, they need a point of reference as yeah. well, and they weren't or they're driving in your car and you're not writing down anything. You know, there's one thing we didn't we didn't talk about, and <laughs> I know we need to wrap up, but headphones. Oh yeah, yeah, headphones. Forget Beats. Yeah. Forget spending. My favorite headphones that I found are the ones you and I are both wearing right now. What are They're these? They're Sennheiser HD202, HD202. They cost about 30 bucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> we own in the studio here, we must, I, no joking, we must own 20 to 30 pairs of these headphones. Wow. They don't break. They come with really long cables. They sound incredible. Um, they... We buy these. I don't know how they sell them so inexpensively, but there's a company called Broad. I, I don't. Get, I'm not endorsing them, but uh, BSW Broadcast Supply Worldwide. I think they're out of Seattle. Um, they're definitely on in the Northwest. Um, they sell a five pack for a hundred dollars. Mm. Twenty bucks. That's an amazing pair. price. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. buy the five pack. Put one in your studio. Put one in your you know, in your car, in your, whatever. <laughs> They're great. And then the, the cables are really long. I kind of wind them up and I put some gaff tape around it. So I don't have like, you know, 10 foot cable cables, when, I'm listening, yeah. when I'm listening to music on my uh, iPod, my iPhone or whatever. Um, but they really sound good and they're comfortable. You can wear them for extended periods of time. We take them on video shoots. These are the workhorse headphones. Um, forever and ever, the 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 go to headphones for audio engineers were made by Sony, and they were the uh, the Sony seventy five oh sixes, and they still make those. Is that <clears> the MDR? Me. MDR seventy five oh six, and they've been around forever. forever. They've been around for thirty years. Now, there's a difference between the there's headphones that are open. Yeah. And then the clothes. Yeah, for for the kind of work that we do in voiceover, you want over the ear, the ones that are enclosed, mm -hmm. um, because then none of the sound of the cans can bleed into the microphone. Right, okay. So that's the main reason why you want, you know, enclosed over the ear headphones. Uh, buds are fine too. You know, mm -hmm. th there's really nothing wrong with a good pair of earbuds. But I, when I worked in radio, I used to have a pair of AKGs that were open. Right. And that's because the microphones were a little different. They were you were using dynamic mics that were less sensitive, so it wouldn't pick up. Gotcha. I love that those leak. headphones. I know oh which ones God. you had. The two forties, the AKG two forties, yes. really big round oh, yes. muffs. Love those. Yeah, things. those are also those are also industry standard uh, headphones, mm -hmm. and they sound great, and they they're also very very comfortable. But you didn't bring your own headphones. 
Yeah. Oh, well, you, you did. We used to keep our own headphones. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, no, no. When you just said, I, I almost envisioned them being there, and you just put them on your head. I'm no, like, that's gross. Oh, gross. No, yeah. no, no, no. Now, yeah. nah, lesson learned. You always have to have your own headphones. Yeah. If you're ever wondering. Right. Well, this was extremely right. informative. Thank you so much you're for welcome. coming and joining me today. We were in a different studio today to record the podcast, but. Always informative and exciting as well. And feel free, please, write a review. I would love to get some lovely star ratings, prefer- preferably five stars Don't for all the information. Don't write anything bad about me, though. No. <laughs> I only want to read good things. <laughs> yes, because uh, reviews are always good. So if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to uh, find out. You could also email me, too, if you have any questions or things you'd like us to talk about. You can email me at lynda at voiceover.guru as well, or head over to our website, which is voiceover.guru. So, send thanks. us send us pictures if you've done voiceovers on the road. I'm really Bizarre curious. Setups. Yeah, I'm curious to see what you know everybody does, I, or if somebody's doing something that's different than what we mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it's always good to find out what other people are. Every, every time I come up with a new concoction, I, I kind of post it on my yeah. social media. And I'm like, here's my you know my studio for the <laughs> my, day or whatever. <laughs> and I've come up with some really creative solutions. So if you have any creative solutions, I would love for you to share those with us. That's and, great. Yeah. So my again, my email address, Linda at voiceover.guru. And we will speak to you again. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the Voiceover Gurus Podcast. <laughs>